I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up with your boy, man? Your boy Pose. (laughs) This is the second year in a row. We are floundering in the season. We get to the trade deadline. He says, you know what? I'm going to zig while others are zagging. I'm going to buy. The Bears are two and six. Going nowhere fast. And my man, again, sells a high second-round pick for a player that he still needs to extend. What's up with your boy? I'm running out of clothes defensive. I'm running out of defensive for this man. Um, when they made the trade, I was – let, let, let me just clear. My chest was a good player. He's a good defensive end. He's not an elite pass rusher yet, but at 27, he could still get there. Six and a half stacks in eight games. Uh, other thing I like about him is he's a big, strong guy, sets the edge. He sets the edge in a run game, and he really doesn't have any, any weaknesses. So this is a good player. However, you traded a second-round pick for him. A, a second-round pick that's going to end up being top 40 overall selection. When they made the trade, I just knew there was an extension in place that Foles probably talked to his agent and we were going to hear a long, they don't have an extension for him. Sweat is an impending free agent. This is the move you make if you're six and two. This is the gamble you make if you're securing or, or fighting for the division, heading to the playoffs. This is absolutely befuddling for two and 16 to make this move. I mean, even with the timeline, Sweat will be 28 next year. If you have to draft another quarterback, 
to get another head coach. You're in for another two years of rebuilding. This guy could be 30, 31 by the time you're ready to seriously contend. Not only that, Chase Young, who was considered a more dynamic prospect with a higher upside, went to San Francisco for a late third-round pick. If we were going to lose draft capital, Sweat Sweat is the healthier, maybe more well-rounded at this point in time, prospect than Chase Young, but he's four years older, a penny free agent, and costs more. I don't know what sense that makes for a two or 16 to do right now. So all the draft you know capital we got bugs for, me the most. Go ahead. What's that? Now you said all the draft capital we got. It's 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 disappearing. It's leaving. I think we got six picks next year. We got two in the first. Uh, one and a third now, and we had to send a pick just to get rid of Claypool. We had to send away a pick just to get just to get rid of Claypool. Last year's mistake. We lost the pick this year for the Tyreek Stevenson trade, mm-hmm. or was that a pick like or whatever? We we lost a pick for Tyreek Stevenson. I can't justify that one yet either. Not not yet, at least. What bugs me most about this this latest move from Pace, it pose. isn't it isn't same people but pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confusing. I'm confusing bad GMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're confusing bad trading. <laughs> what's what's bugging me most is how you know uh, we talked about this. It's it's a cycle. It's a cycle of terrible. Or you know, shout out to the to the series on Mar- uh, the Marvel series Loki. It, they taught me this. The Ouroboros. Uh, it's just everything just is cyclical. It, everything happens and it, hap- it keeps happening. And don't, last don't year we traded. Don't give any spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Two. No spoilers. But things just keep happening in cycles. We traded for Chase Claypool last year. And everybody said, hey, man, stall it out. Stall it out. The uh, the wide receiver market is going to be bad. It's coming free agency. There's nobody in the in the, uh, in the draft that, that's yeah. worth getting. We might as well just go ahead and make this move now, even though we're bad. Fast forward this year. We're bad again. Hey, this is a weak draft for edge rushers. There's no one going to be on them. There's no one going to be on the free agent pool. Hello. Chase is going to be there. Mata is going to be there. Yeah. But yeah. what do we do? We go ahead and spend that. We got a bunch of cap. We got a bunch of cap space. We could buy them once they become free agents if you wanted to. Instead, we send them. We send away a valuable pick once again. Uh, I, I'm close to my wits in with this regime, with the Ryan Poles regime. I am. It's very early. I don't even think he he hasn't even done a complete two seasons yet. But I'm I'm very frustrated. He. He came into a bad situation. We have a lot of assets, future assets rather. And he built that he built them up and he's done jack with them so far. I I'm almost ready to call it, man. I'm, I don't think I don't think he's I just don't think he's good. 
I I just want to go ahead and say I don't think he's good. I can't defend him anymore. I have no idea what I have no idea what the vision is. I really don't. I want to rewind back to last year at the time when we made the trade for Chase Claypool, and there were people saying there were no receivers. There was a weak receiver market of free agency, which it was, it was, and that there were no receivers in the draft. Uh, I don't know if anybody's keeping up with Jordan Addison. Uh, mm. He looks like he's the Vikings got one. Uh, mm. Josh Downs in Indianapolis is a fine player too. Take Dale in Houston. He got a concussion that kind of derailed him for a little bit. But those are three fine receivers. Oh, Rasheed Rice. I'm sorry, four receivers that are really producing out there right now. Producing a lot more than Chase Claypool is. And they were available. We passed up on all of them. So well, I don't Jordan, hear... Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison was a first round pick. So well, we got a first round pick. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying you, you should take Jordan Addison number one or we trade out number nine or ten, but I'm gonna say we got a first round pick. And Jordan Addison right now, I think he's flashing a little harder than Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is inside. I think Jordan Addison right, has a little more higher upside though. The kid is the kid is balling with, with Jefferson out. No, no disagreement there. Jordan Addison will route you up. Alex, I've I've known this. I watched a few games of him at USC. The boy got he got technical skills. He's cold with it. Yes. He's a little he's a little, he's a little He's a little small, but hey, when you if you can get open, it does not matter. It's not like they hit like that anymore in the NFL anyway. No, you get, you get thrown in the jail if you get somebody. Yeah, what is exactly. 175? Yeah, he about 5'10, 175, something like that. Yeah, but when you when you're that quick in space and have a great understanding uh of defenses, I mean he's he's also high IQ from what I see. He knows the weak spots of his own. He knows where to be at. He's also, like you said, he'll route you up. He's also extremely skilled, good hands. I saw him rip the ball out of a 49ers defender. That might have been the expert Gibson. Ripped the ball out of his hands and and ex- extend the play. Like he's that's a good player. And in in Downs in Indianapolis, he's a guy that really slipped in the draft last year. I think he ended up going in third round. Yeah. Third. Hey man, uh, no, Tank Tank went second round. Yeah. Downs. No, I think they went third too. He did? Okay. Yeah, I think Tank, Tank went, went third, third just with him. I think it, it was, was enough uh, receivers. Rasheed Rice ended up yeah. going in the second round. They're tough receivers. Uh, I haven't even talked about Quentin Johnson. He's in a situation in San Diego where they got established veterans over him. Uh, can't really call it either way, but he's got some great attributes physically. But Rasheed Rice is looking good in Kansas City, too. He's leaped up that depth mm-hmm. chart. He's He looks like he's the Pat Mahomes' second favorite target after um, Travis Swift. Taylor Kelsey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Taylor Kelsey. Taylor um, Kelsey. That trademark, that Taylor Kelsey. I've said it once. I've said it again. Wide receiver is the most overvalued position in the league. You can get it for cheap in the draft. They make wide receivers. They grow them on trees. Everybody's coming in with. Yeah, everybody plays these spread offenses. These pros, pros have offenses in college. They everybody the wide receivers come in ready. If they're not ready, they're ready by year two. It's 
There's no reason to trade for one. There's no reason to like break the bank for one. You can go get another one. The Vikings do it all the time. All the time. When is the last time, when is the last year where we didn't have a receiver come in right away? And we didn't have at least a couple receivers come in right away and get to 1,000 yards. I mean, pretty much in the modern game, mm-hmm. these receivers, there's at least, and the thing is, it's not like you have to have a pick in the top 10 anymore to get no. a marquee receiver. I mean, the Jamar Chase, you know, aren't going to last long. But there's a Justin Jefferson last in the 20 year. There's a Jalen, uh, well, I think Jalen went six. But there's, there's good receivers lasting every draft now. Quality receivers. You can get quality. Yeah. You can get quality in the first seventy picks. Oh, definitely. Just, just at that, just at that position. Much more quality than, than Claypool. Yeah, and that, and that just goes right back to the Montez, Montez Sweat thing. Like, all right, you all are evaluating this very early. You didn't need to. It's you're two and six. You might as well. You could have. Your evaluation on this team, it makes it, it 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 should be pretty much complete. You know, you're not bringing back anybody in the coaching staff. At least I hope you know that. This gave a, a ringing endorsement of Eberflus recently, like today's press conference or yesterday's press conference, hours ago. He gave a resounding endorsement that Eberflus is absolutely the guy to <laughs> build this team. I mean, he ain't gave Eberflus much to much to work with. However, I mean, as the as the the as the former president uh, Truman said, the buck stops here. If Everplus is the is the man in charge, and you have a five and twenty three record now, as 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 is, you gotta you gotta lay on your sword. That's that's ultimately your your bad. You gotta take that. And five and twenty three doesn't get you a contract extension. And the thing that's also maddening about this is, I think I mentioned it earlier, but and you mentioned this. We got the cap space. You got to sign Montez Sweat anyway. So what did what was the urgency in landing him now, as opposed to pursuing him in twenty twenty four? What was the urgency that he had? Why didn't we share this? He said he he wanted to get him in the building now, and there's no guarantee you'll have a chance next year because of extensions and stuff. Bullshit. There's no guarantee that getting him in the building means you'll have him next year. So, yeah. what's the point of having him now if, if we're going we're, we're going to recycle the coaching staff anyway? We're going to bring in new people. What's the point? I all they do is lie, Alice Hall. Uh, all they do is lie. Let me ask you a question about this Montez Sweat acquisition. Is there something deeper behind the urgency of this acquisition? This has been something Eberflus pushed. You alluded earlier. You said Post hasn't given him much to work with. Is this something where Eberflus is saying, well, I don't have the forces to run my team and maybe put the pressure, you know, get me guys, you know, at least give me a fighting chance to save my job or to show you how I coach when I have you know, quality players. Could this be something where Poles landed him for that reason? Could it be a, I'm giving Eberfuss a chance, I'm giving him this guy, what you going to do about it? What you going to do? Let's say, I, 
let's say I believe that. Let, let's say that they, they, they had a conversation and, and Iberflue said, hey, I need, I, need my, I need guys to go ahead and win and I can show you that I can, I can handle this. If, if I'm um, uh, McCaskey, that's the reason to fire polls. Because why didn't you do this earlier? I think it's going to be Kevin Warren's uh, call in the offseason if oh. he's going to keep polls or not. I would love to see it. I would love to have a team president that steps in and say, you know what, I'm uh I'm gonna I'm gonna exert some uh, some some control over this squad. You all ain't cutting it. Let's uh let let's switch it up. And we didn't have that for decades with uh Todd Ted Phillips. Phillips. Todd Ted Phillips doesn't matter. Yeah. Todd Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other other news. Uh, this team, it's there. It, there's a lot to talk about with this team, but none of it has to do with wins, and that is the most irritating thing in the world. It's always one or two things: losing, or some other BS that, that that's not on the field. So we've lost two coaches for. Things that that had nothing to do with their uh, job performance. Our running game coach, our running backs coach, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Walker. He was let go this, yeah, Walker. He was let go this this uh, this week, and they didn't say why. They just said that human resources was was, was involved. Before this season, I didn't know the Bears had a human resources, but they they're the they're the I trust AI. Can we get AI to run the Bears? I would I would definitely vote for Skynet to take over the Bears right now. Let uh you can <laughs> can, can I get the Matrix to run the Bears, please? <laughs> <laughs> can we download? <laughs> can we, can we remember how Neo would get the thing snapped into the back of his head? Can we download yeah. something to the players to help them, you know, read defenses or stop Jordan Love from throwing three of his six touchdowns of the year against them? Can we do that? Or can we get? Can we put them on on our offensive coordinator and have them call in um, a more diverse uh, playset? Well, Getty's busy trying to save his own rear end and show Bajan running the offense. I don't know where Bajan is running the offense to because I guess Getty feels like he has some type of complex, efficient NFL offense. Um, and I guess Bajan was on Sunday night going to show exactly how that offense is ran. I think they ran for 13 or 14 points. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That is funny. They uh they they praise they try to praise Tyler Tyson so much about his understanding of the offense. The offense only went only scored thirteen points. Like all this all all this talk about yeah he runs the offense correct yeah correct for thirteen points. If that's the is case, that the get everybody out of the offense? building. Maybe that's the correct way to run the offense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I don't want this offense. Get it out. Get get it out of here. Go walk walk to Lake Michigan. <laughs> Go. Walk to Lake Michigan. Don't stop till you get to the lighthouse. Get out of what here. What is the workplace behavior that these coaches are doing? What are they? What are 
are they doing in there to get them? I cannot. I cannot wait for the thirty for thirty on this team. It is going to well, be Eberflus, so. Well, I, I listened to Eberflus's press conference, and uh, he's funny. He he told us that. Yeah, we have a standard on uh, both on the field and off the field. What on-field standard are we setting by going five and twenty-three? <laughs> what is the standard? The, <laughs> not the scoring stand, points, Whatever not the standard people, is, not beating um, anybody in the division ever. They haven't won a division game yet. That's terrible. That's the standard. Losing. Mike Tomlin, uh, the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he t- he said famously, I think it was last season, the standard is the standard. He pretty much saying, you know, the standard that the Steelers have set, that is their standard every every year moving in. The, the whatever standard the Bears have, it is a standard that only the Bears have. No one else mm-hmm. ascribes to that standard. It is winning the division once a decade. Utility. That is the standard. That is the Bears brand. Yeah, I I I, I was confused by Ibra Fus. I, I mean, listening to him talk, I I I thought there was Belichick. I thought there was you know one of one of these guys who won a lot and you know have a lot of excellence. I, I'm like that, that can't be Ibra Fus. What alternate universe is he from? Dude, these guys must be watching Marvel or Star Trek because are they set in reality? <laughs> <laughs> they know they, they can't be. Eber, I'm sick of Eberflus's crap too. He's done a, a, a job as a defensive coordinator, as a head coach, trash. As a as somebody who gets him up in, in front of the media every week and lies to us, garbage. Don't want to hear it anymore. I'm sick of it. A, every week he just gets up there and just blatant lie after blatant lie. I don't want to hear from him anymore. I, fast forward to the end. Of, fast forward to week 18. Let's get it. Let's get the Black Monday. I cannot wait for this pink slip. Yeah, Black Monday should be interesting. Um, we see the Raiders have already got a early jump on holiday shopping. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I, I swear to God, if we have to go this offseason and hear any McDaniel Severus rumors, I'm going to go to Alice Hall myself and burn that place down. I better not hear it. <laughs> I don't think I would, but you know, you never know what the Bears. Josh McDaniels been not interviewed. Oh my God! <laughs> no, I can't think about that. I, I can't. I cannot. I can't think about that. Um, as you said, the Vikings—not Vikings, but the uh, the Raiders—they can get rid of their coach, and you know, they can do that. We we keep firing the assistant coaches. We can't fire the head coach because they. We have no one left. Brian Posey like come to here and coach the team themselves at that point. And he should. In fact, I'm calling for that. Fire everybody right now. Ryan Pose, you come down here and coach this team that you put together. You can see yeah, how it you, is. You and then, coach this right. And once you lose every game, you get fired too. Please. <laughs> The other thing that happened uh, for the trade deadline, we didn't trade Jalen Johnson. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So he's going to walk for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to lose our a very, very, very good, good corner. He's having a career season. He's, ha- he's having actually a top five, five, ten. Top five, top ten season for corners across the league, not just in the division, not just in the conference. Yeah, I mean, he keeps going the way he is. He, he's going to get a Pro Bowl nod at the very least. He might even get, he might even mess around and get an All Pro nod, second team. You're definitely not going to be able to get him back. No, I mean, definitely not. Because I mean, Montez Sweat and the other thing, and not, not to go back to the Montez Sweat thing, but it agent and him hold all of the leverage possible on the Bears now. All of the leverage. They know you traded a second round pick and you almost have to sign into what he wants. He's going to get a deal that <laughs> I, I, I mean I'm sure his agent is setting that mark just under what uh, 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 the Bosa brothers got. I'm pretty sure. Why not ask for it? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. You ain't got no choice. You you you're you're exactly right. They have he has to resign. Sweat. He sweat is sweat is, has not put together one hundred plus million dollars worth of edge rushing in the NFL. But I don't see any way possible the Bears are going to land an extension on him before free agency if that number is not north of one hundred million in five years. Ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. They continue to amaze me with their futility. They're, they're, they, they stumble into bad comedy year in and year out. Um, going back to Jalen Johnson, uh, against, the, against the top seven highest paid corners in the league, he's got more interceptions. Um, he's had about halfway amount of uh, most targets, but it, he, the quarterbacks are completing less passes against him than they are against J.R. Alexander, Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard, Fredavious White, and J.C. Jackson. Quarterbacks are completing passes at a higher clip against all seven of them than what they are against Jalen Johnson. And now, he has now, more picks than all seven of those guys. Now, do me a favor. Um, look at what those guys got in their contract extensions. Yeah, they're the highest, they're some of the highest paid corners in the league. About what they all made, all those guys got paid a lot of money. 
Um, Jerry Alexander, he's making, uh, he signed a four-year, $84 million contract, $30 million signing bonus, $30 million, $30 million guaranteed. And we know J.C. Jackson and, got paid handsomely by, uh, I believe, the Chargers before he got sent yeah, back to the, the Patriots. His contract, his contract is about the same as far as total dollars, but his is a five-year deal. Five years, eighty-two million, <laughs> um, twenty-five million signing bonus, forty million guaranteed. So uh, Jalen's going to end up somewhere in between there. He probably won't get in the eighties. He probably somewhere in the seventies, maybe yeah, even yeah. sixty-five to seventy. Um, he's going to get. He's going to get minimum for Jalen. Exactly. I can see that. The only reason is because he doesn't have the uh the start power. Yeah, he doesn't have the turnovers. They'll use that against him. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, as they should, but, you know, the Pro Bowl nods and the All-Pro odds, All-Pro nods will increase that dollar amount nicely. But if he ends up on All-Pro teams, he's, he's going to ask for a lot of money, as yeah. he should. I'm looking at uh, pro football reference right now. This is this is all pro type stuff right here. And his the six games he played this season, he's he's only had 28 passes thrown his way, and the quarterbacks have only completed 14 of them, or 10 yards per completion. That's one touchdown. He's only missed two tackles. Um, that's a 48.1 QB rating. That's all pro type stuff. Yeah, he's balling. Yeah, he's balling. I I would love to know what the asking price. Um, because I was hearing, I was hearing late first, early second. I was hearing that Poe's price tag was so unreasonable, it made uh getting a trade because I heard there was interest, but I heard this his, his, his what he was asking was so unreasonable. Um, nothing was landed because I can't see a team not want, especially contenders. Like Dallas or Hurt came knocking. I, I can't see Dallas not wanting to part with a third round as Jalen. Maybe even a second round. I mean, they, they, they yeah, I can't I, I can't see. I first round might be a bit round. much. First round yeah, might be a bit much. Without a contract? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if that's what Pose was asking for, good, good guy, good job, Pose. Try he to get somebody back. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really want to trade him. I mean, that's 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 what it tells me. But at the at the same token, he has to get somebody back because he didn't got he didn't got taken taken advantage of twice. He's got to do it to somebody else. Cole's got to stop being that that drunk woman at the party. I mean, other GMs just keep feeding him drinks. He gets to fill it himself, and then he's leaving the party with somebody that's not worth it, like Chase Claypool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it keeps happening so every year. Slow down on the drinking. <laughs> you know, bring your friends with you. That's why you bring your friends to the party. You know, they keep somebody who doesn't, That's exactly who isn't right. worthy enough from getting in your pants. Who is his buddy? You're supposed to go to parties with the buddy system. Who's his pose? Who's Pose's buddy? Maybe Alan Williams and David Walker. The guys doing inappropriate <laughs> things. Maybe that's why. He yeah. Or <laughs> they already been they already been arrested. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> stop getting drunk at these GM parties. You got to stop getting drunk at the GM parties. There's no way the 49 <laughs> should be the last Chase Youngs for the pick they did, and the commanders stick you up for Montez Sweat. 
You know what? Slightly off off note. I remember when the 49ers hired John Lynch. And I was like, now that's terrible. He ain't got no experience. He just been in a booth talking a bunch of years. You know, he probably got he probably got a, a CTE from banging into people for so all them years in the NFC Central. There's no way this is gonna work out. Let me tell you something. John Lynch has lived through, I think, three general managers out for the Bears. He's outlived three general managers for the Bears. He's about to outlive Poe, so that will make it three. Um, he, yeah. John, John Lynch kills it. He kills it all the time. Um, and they made their mistakes in San Francisco. But yeah, every uh, mistake they make, they nail it somewhere else. The Trey Lance mm-hmm. mistake was mitigated by the Brock Purdy pick, the Nick Bosa pick, drafting mm-hmm. Greenlaw. Uh, just, and, and, and even his small free agent signings, like Tayshawn Gibson, former Bear. Gibson is fitting real well over there in San Francisco. Oh, mm-hmm. don't forget one of the best linebackers in the game. He drafted, and one of those picks came in that uh Mitchell Trubisky uh yeah, trade. So. Remind me, I've had enough trauma for the day. <laughs> <laughs> had enough trauma. Yeah, I mean, shout out to shout out to John Lynch, man, making us look stupid. <laughs> All right, man, let's uh, uh let's segue into this game we got to play on Sunday. I don't know. We I don't want to, but we have to. We have to. Yeah, I know. I Can know. we simulate I, the game? Can we just simulate <laughs> it right now? Just save three hours of Sunday frustration. I really mm-hmm. wish we could just simulate the rest of the season. Just get right mm-hmm. to the off season. Please, get, get take yeah. me right to the draft already. Right after, right after it's announced that Montez went to the Falcons, we got nothing to do. All right, so the Saints. The Saints are four and four. They are just uh, a tiebreaker, a tiebreaker away from the from a playoff spot. Uh, I don't see anything spectacular out of the Saints. David Carr has been underwhelming Derek. most of the season. Yeah, same people, but Derek, same media. It, it runs in the it runs in the blood. That's it. Did I say David Carr? You said David. Derek. David, Derek. Again, it, like you said, say same player. <laughs> Derek Carr has been underwhelming most, most of the season. Um, Kamara, Kamara, he's – he looks better. I mean, he's better than I thought he would be. His Kamara's like 30 or something like that now. Um, 29, I believe. He's in there. He's up there. He's up there in age. Because uh, I know him and David – Derrick Henry about the same age. Yeah. Um, spectacular about the team. I mean, it, the defense is good, but it ain't like it's, it's not as good as it has been in seasons past. Marshawn Lattimore is still a beast. About a 30 to, to Gardner Minshew, didn't they? Just recently. Yeah, yeah, they did. They let the Colts. The Colts ran all up on them. Yeah, ran all on them. They, they were able to throw the ball. The same defense. Uh, it's pretty good, but it, 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 it's not a, a fearsome defense like it's been in. The past, you can move no. the ball, but yeah, maybe we, I mean, not us. But no, probably not us. Probably not us. We just saw the Colts run all up on them. Zach Moss and John Taylor had had a field day with their defense. And you would think the number six rushing team in the league could do the same thing, but you know that team just fired his uh his, his running backs coach. So I don't really know what to expect. I mean, I thought. 
they should be able to run against the Chargers and we barely hand, hand the ball off. I don't really know. I have no idea. I, I'm at my, I'm sort of at my wits end to say I don't know what to expect anymore. I, we should, we should be a five win team at the very least right now. Maybe four wins if I'm, you know, being more realistic. But we, ha- we have two wins, and I, I don't know. This team is so up down. It's so Jekyll and Hyde. It's so random. I have nothing. I'm, I'm tapped out. I don't know. I don't know what to expect for this team come Sunday. I think I think it's I think it's a competitive game. Um, I got the Saints winning this, maybe slightly pulling away at the end. I can see something like 24-16, I think without uh without Justin Fields adding that dynamic to the running game, I think the Bears mm-hmm. running game is a lot easier to uh, control. No Herbert again, although uh, Roshan Johnson has come back. Uh, the Saints are usually pretty good against the run. Uh, Lattimore uh, probably will be shadowing DJ Moore. That's a robbery that goes back to the NFC South days. Moore's had mm-hmm. a success. Lattimore's had a success. Um, that could be a, that could be a stalemate. But um, I just don't have confidence in the Bears to put together a full sixty minute game. I think the Saints are beatable. Like you said, Derek Carr's not lighting the world on fire. Uh, Kamara probably looks a little better than he did last year, but it's not like he's a guy that's going to be running for 100 yards every game. You know, he's a dual threat guy. Taysom Hill is going to do his thing when he gets to the one yard line. So, yeah, the Saints are, they're four, they come in with a four and four record, and by all means, they look like a four and four team. Mm-hmm. They're pretty average on both sides of the ball. Maybe a little less than average on offense, a little bit better average on defense, but the Bears can't get out of their own way. Um, you know, you thought when you hired Eberflus, he came in and talked about his principle and, you know, harping on not having penalties. I mean, the end of the Navy era was frustrating with the amount of penalties and lack of mm-hmm. discipline. And now this team is starting to, you know, last year it seemed like more of a talent issue. I mean, there's still talent gap on the Bears between the rest of the NFL, but now they're starting to do things like beat themselves. You got dealers running wide open to the end zone, not only I've never seen a guy fall and still drop the ball. Like that was cartoonish. Uh, <laughs> that was that was childlike. I don't know if you if you have a child or those of you listening that has a child that competes in middle school sports, you see them play basketball and it looks like rugby sometimes because kids can't control the ball. They don't have uh, uh, coordination yet or whatever. And you see them play football and you see bad things happen. This is middle school, like, I mean, Velas is running into the the, the, pump, the, the pump return. I mean, how is the same guy doing multiple bad things weekly and still being allowed to play? Why is Velas constantly active? <laughs> That's the third round pick. Poses continue to try to figure out this wide receiver position and has made a mess with our draft assets. <laughs> a mess. A mess. We're gonna grade polls uh at the end of the at the end of the episode. Um, but to stick with the this game preview, um, I got the game going something like 17 9. 
I think Tyson, I think the floor falls out from Tyson Badger. I think the experience is over. There's enough game film out there on them now. I think they know what teams know to do. A pretty pedestrian pass, pass defense last week made Badger look, I mean, basic. You're, you're, you're being generous by calling the Chargers pass defense uh, uh, average or ordinary pedestrian. They've been bad. In fact, yeah. they were bad at times against the Bears. Uh, that Vita that Jones play was just a busted coverage. There were a couple busted coverages. There were opportunities there. Either we just didn't get it done uh, with the pass catchers or, or Beijing couldn't take advantage. We also didn't do that great a job blocking people. I mean, there was one play where Cody Whitehair was just punished. I can't remember who did that to him, but he was just punished like a child. Just what has happened mm-hmm. to Cody Whitehair over the last two years? Uh, and I looked it up today, and he's only 31. He, he's playing like he's 43. <laughs> yeah, he might be done, man. He might, you know, it might be time for him to hang up his uh, his cleats. Um, I would like to invite Cody better, to the podcast. He he needs to be in a booth somewhere doing a podcast. It's 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 done. Equipment on sale at Best Buy. Go ahead and start your own, Cody. A better pass defense and from New Orleans. I got a, the game going seventy nine, New Orleans. Uh Tackham Hill, t- Taysom Hill, whatever. He scores a touchdown, maybe two. Um Kamara, uh, he bounces off a bunch of bunch of would be tacklers, and you know he has a nice looking day as well. Is Eddie back to make more tackles? Probably. I mean, he Eddie probably he, he probably mailed it in for the season. He probably don't want to play no more either. He's probably <laughs> waiting to go uh, to Cancun and go, go to his next team. Yeah, he 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 definitely on his way out. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Could have traded him. You know, last year, but you know, begin. Besides the point, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee anything, uh, any surprises. I think this game is pretty, you know, cut and dry. New Orleans wins; they go to five and four. Bears go to two and seven and performance. Our offense, uh, and we, and we don't have any clue of when or if Justin will be back. So we'll be doing this again next week. Tyson Magic. Uh, showing everybody what, yeah, he is a D two, he is a D two quarterback. He did go undrafted. He's, I mean, he's he's cool. He's got an attitude, you know. But I like need a little bit, I really need a little bit more skill. No I have no ill will for Just to note that, yeah. even with our bad performance last week, the Chargers still have the thirty second ranked pass defense, and mm-hmm. that we couldn't muster. Did we get a throwing touch? No. Uh, hey, both were rushing. Both were rushing. Okay. We, wow. That's that's really disheartening that the 32nd ranked pass defense did that to us. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I think they are the overall 31st ranked defense. And that's what your Bears gave. Last so, Justin and, and them, they, they, the, when we played the Broncos, they were the 32nd ranked uh, defense. Uh, the yeah. Washington team, they had, they had a better defense. We still tore them, tore them a new one. Um, the Raiders were top 10. We still gave it to them, gave them the business. They were uh, top 10? They were a top 10. Top 10 defense. I think they're still a top 10. Uh, 
the Vikings and the Vikings were they their 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 overall defense was like 17 when we played them. I think uh their their pass defense was in the last few weeks though. Yeah. They they have they stepped it up. Their pass defense was like in the bottom it was like worse than 25. I think it was like 27, 28, something like that. And the Chargers, as you said, at 30 seconds. So that just goes to my point. I don't know what to expect. We've done it against bad defenses, and we have not done it against bad defenses. I don't and I don't foresee this to be another wood game. It'd be another wood not. I just see this to be another again. It's gonna be a boring game. It's for, for a oh, fan. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, for a fan, I, I wouldn't want to watch this game. <laughs> I would not want to. I'm gonna watch it because it's work, but you, I would not want see, to. You could see Rasheed uh, Rasheed Rice get loose for a long touchdown uh, if Tyree can't grab him in time uh, for his mm-hmm. weekly pass interference. Uh, <laughs> If Tyree can't grab him and hold him, you could see a, a nice 50, 60 yard bomb because Jalen can't cover everybody. And he's probably going to be on the on the weak side where he normally is. So when she gets on that side to Tyreek and sizes him up, if Tyreek can't draw uh, the pass interference or, or unsportsmanlike conduct, she might just run right past him. Right. <laughs> Ryan Post, he put this thing together. Two years, draft picks, free agent acquisitions. What's our grade for him so far? In fact, before we sit, give him a grade. What's the what's his best acquisition? Which one has hit? Has hit? Has he hit on so far? I'm I'm gonna say his best one so far is uh, I got I got to give it to Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, I mean. I have no one else to no one no one else to give that award to. And the, the good players on this team, well, the best player on defense, Jalen Johnson. He's 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 from the previous regime. The best uh, best two players on the offense, previous regimes, and we already know how Pose does with previous regime players. So don't expect Jalen Johnson to be back. Don't expect Justin Fields to be back. Don't expect Herbert Khalil Herbert back. Um, so with under pose, DJ Moore. I say DJ. DJ Moore had a historic two-game run. Who else has had anything historic here? No one. No, I mean you're right. He. No one else has come anywhere close to that two-game, two-game run that he had. Even though the but, other games have been very, very, very pedestrian, and it's not his fault. Not no. his fault. He. He. He actually said the coaches aren't using him right, and I have no reason to dis- to believe that you know he doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I, the, it, too many players on this team have said the coaches don't know what the hell they're doing for me to believe that the coaches know what the hell they're doing. Uh, and, so, and I gotta say, DJ, with a with a slight grain of salt, because when you ask what is the best acquisition, um, my mind automatically uh, goes to how did you acquire them and what did it cost? Like, like Thanos daughter said it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so DJ Moore cost right. you what would be a first round pick. So to exactly. me, that is still incomplete. We know DJ Moore can play. I, we know he can play. I, I, I don't, I also know maybe some of his limitations. I know he's a very mm-hmm. good receiver. 
He's really a borderline wide receiver one on a perfect offense. But I, I, I think when you think wide receiver ones, just the guy, you think of guys like Tyreek Hill, you think of A.J. Brown, you know, what Hopkins was a couple years ago. Those guys come to mind. DJ Morrison, he's a cut. Probably a cut below those guys. So, um, other than DJ Moore, you have Edmonds, but Edmonds costs you, you pay $74 million, which isn't bad for him. He's not the same guy he was in Buffalo, but that's probably due to the surrounding cast. And then you, you gave up Roquan and replaced mm-hmm. Roquan with Edmonds. And Roquan is clearly a better player than Edmonds. You know, he was that when you drafted him. Rafan yeah. is an all pro, uh, 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 yeah. a stance all pro yearly. I'm going to be on the Pro Bowl all pro team and I'm going to be one of the three best inside linebackers in the entire game. So you said that best acquisition, uh, maybe DJ Moore, maybe, uh, maybe, I'm trying to think of, I would say there's not enough thing on Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright also a first-round pick, and you decided not to draft Jalen Carter. Maybe Jack Sandberg is your best overall value. You got that a is solid so, That is so sad. That's, that is so sad. I mean, he's an undrafted guy who's, who's a legit starter. I mean, when you talk about what what is Foles really hit on draft-wise or free agency-wise? Edwards has been pretty good, too. Edwards, I say he's been pretty good. Solid. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a good story, you know. He's you know he's a try hard guy. He uh he he gets he gets the job done. You know, no flash, just a bunch of grit. If we had no, you're, you're. If, if we had fifty two of those guys, I would be happy about it. But you know he no. Edwards is what Edwards is. He's reliable. I mean, he's gonna put up a lot of tackles. But to, to be honest, in this defense and this Tampa two defense where the wheel is in the position he is, they're going to clean up a lot of tackles. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, we know this lovey Tampa Bay, Tampa two, cover two type defense. It puts the wheel in great position to uh to make a to, to, to rack up huge uh tackle numbers. Lance Briggs did the same thing. Lance Briggs was a better player than TJ. I mean, Lance Briggs was legit, but you know, Lance is gonna get you 130 tackles every year just because of how he was schemed. So, uh, yeah, TJ's going to tackle with the best of them. Is he going to make the impact plays that we saw guys like Briggs that Derrick Brooks make in his previous system? I mean, Briggs seemed like he came up with a touchdown every year or a big interception or a big sack. So I think TJ's reliable. Like you said, he's a try-hard guy. He's going to get it done. He's he's pretty sound in his assignments. Not any splash plays are going to be made by TJ, I don't think. So, yeah, maybe that's a good acquisition. I mean. When you're five and twenty-three in your last twenty-eight games, there can't be a lot of very good acquisitions. You didn't nail a lot in draft trades to a trades. That's why you're five and twenty-three. It's a complete organizational right. failure. It's not just a coaching staff. It's a complete organizational failure. What has Poles done in right. time? What what draft pick right now that Poles had in the last two years? Or can you confidently say moving forward, this is gonna be a bear, no matter what coach we have. Or when his contract is up, he's a must extend. Who who from these two classes is going to be here in three or four years? I don't want any of them to be a bear. Everybody out. 
Velas is up for a contract in two years. Got to start talking extension next summer for the third round pick Velas. <laughs> Velas, we all, uh, the extension I gave to White Harris also goes to you, Velas. We're hiring. Go ahead and grab you a mic from Best Buy. Yeah, time is up with the Bears. Come on over to the Bear Claw. <laughs> tell us what's going wrong. Tell us what's happening inappropriately. Yeah, give, 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 give us the give, give us the scoop for that, that only someone inside the locker room can give us. Know if they're being inappropriate, but I, again, when a thirty for thirty comes out, I can just imagine how ridiculous we're gonna look as a franchise. The thing is, why is anybody getting fired for inappropriate coaching? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> all of these position groups are failing, but you're getting fired for. I mean, was Allen? Why, why wasn't Allen Williams let go for having a defense in the bottom five last year? Why wasn't Getsy fired for inappropriate inappropriate play calling uh, after the uh, uh, in Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay Packers game. Yeah, Packers game too. Play calling almost weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they told Claypool to stay uh, home. Yes, that's a- from Hollis Hall. Why can't we tell Eberflus to stay home? Why can't we tell Ryan Poles stay home at every trade deadline? I mean, for <laughs> inappropriate conduct last year with Claypool or trading Roquan, why is that not inappropriate? Right. Even picking a season was inappropriate. I Just felt I felt abused. I felt abused by that by that move. Yeah, that that, that trade abused me. I should I should have fouled suit. I should have fouled suit. Definitely should have said no. <laughs> I mean, you didn't even ask. You didn't even ask me if I wanted this. No I, means I, no, I, and they kept going. My fan, my choice. Why did you put him out there? <laughs> <laughs> nobody asked. Nobody asked for Claypool. Nobody no, asked for that. Nobody. Nobody. But well, some bear fans, some bear fans were happy with it. Oh, I mean, we know so. Those are abused uh, people who have been abused for a long time, who have suffered through many traumas, and are unable to identify that they are the victim. If you if you try to explain, this is like watching a parent just come home drunk every night. And you're trying to make an excuse. Stop it. <laughs> Your parents are doing bad things to you. <laughs> See, it's, it's okay. You know, be a ward of the state. I mean, I, I mean right now, us parents fans, we should just be wards of the state. I'm not going to choose other parents. Right. I'm, I'm still going to be, it's in my DNA to be a parents fan. But at this point, I have to free myself. I need to emancipate myself. I just need to enjoy football. <laughs> because every you can keep the last there. name. You, you keep the last name, but you got to get out the house. Yeah, I got I, I got to leave because you keep abusing me. <laughs> no means no pose. No means no. Don't I, I didn't ask for none of those. I didn't ask for none of those trades. You know, I I, I used to grow up as a Bears fan. They at least wait until Sunday to disappoint us. Pose is trading our second round picks before, before in the middle of the week for Claypools and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat, a fine player. He's not ours. He's just he's just it's like a, a it's like when your mom promises you a stepdaddy and all you get is a guy coming home for the night from the club. <laughs> what are you doing, Poles? Stop bringing these random guys to our house. Please. <laughs> Every weekend. <laughs> we need some stability. We desperately need some stability here. 
And it's just a rotating door of prospects. People that don't want to stay. Pose, you got to make people respect the Bears. I mean, what what do the women say? If you want to date me, the kids are, 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 are me and the kids are a package. If you want to come here, wait for the package. This is not the place for Luke Getty to experiment with offensive play calling that he has no business calling. It's not for him to, to, to get some experience on his resume so he can be a Division One AA coach next year. Go to Valdosta yeah, State. Go to Valdosta State with Stanford, Luke Getty, please, and hurry. Or run back to Green Bay and be the quarterback's coach. We don't want this anymore. We don't like it. <laughs> We're not afraid to stand up for ourselves anymore, Bears Nation. We don't like what's happening here. This is episode 43. What's that, Chris Harris? Uh, Mike Green is 43. Close. Mike that was Green. Mike Green. Okay. Oh, remember yeah, that, I remember that Mike guy. Green. Yeah. That was the guy. I remember that, Mike Green. He would always fill in for our guy, Mike Brown. Yeah. Mike yeah. Green. The, Green, the color yeah. boys. Uh, yeah. Green and Brown. I miss those guys. I especially miss Mike Brown. Mike Green, career backup pretty much, but he, whenever Mike Brown went down, Chris Harris went down, he, he was there, did a reliable job. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I've, yeah, Chris Harris was 39, wasn't he, or 38, something like that. Some 30, blocky yeah, number. 38 or 36, one of those two. I know yeah. he, he, he was here twice, though. I think he might have been 46 one time. Yeah, that, that 46 definitely looks like him. 46 yeah. definitely like uh, Chris Harris. Yeah. yeah. I, he might have worn that in Carolina. Well, I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike Green was a was a good backup. Yeah. I, when he came into the game, I didn't, I never I was like, ah, dang, here, here he come. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mike Green. Shout out Mike Brown. Shout out Chris Harris. You know, Bear Club. Good safeties. Very good safeties. We need some more of those. Bear Claw, week nine. Go Bears. Bear down. <laughs>